Hello, hello and welcome. It's Trucking Answers, the podcast, and we are back. I don't know why you say that. We don't say Trucking Answers, the video. I don't know when we do a video on YouTube. I don't know. Here, either way, we are here. I'm here with my co-host, Gracie, who's beating the heat somewhere, probably in front of the fan, but she could come in at any minute, bite me, and then have a comment. So be ready for that. We'll have some trucking news today. Some automotive news and yet another reason why we are not on Mars. There are many reasons. We will have one more. The thing is, there are many people in this country that we have to spend our taxpayer money on providing them dry cheese sandwiches instead of using that very money to get us to the beautiful red planet. So let's get right in it. Apparently there's been much talk about paid parking. There's always, this has been a problem since it became more widespread. They've always had paid parking. I remember paid parking in the early 90s, so it's not something new that is just going on today. For those of you that think, it's only been three years. There's always been paid parking, at least, uh, you know, since I've been driving. So don't think that it just started. It's just becoming more widespread because there's a need for it, okay? So I'm going to take a different view than most people, and many people will probably be mad and throw their roller wieners at their radios. But this is the story, because apparently people have been accusing the TA and Petro, of, uh, which is the same company, of increasing the amount of paid parking spots and increasing the price. Well, they say they haven't done that, and they capped their paid parking at 50% of their spots at their at all their places. So... But, Mark, I was at a TA, and every spot was paid. All right, well, that's not what they say. So if that's the case, I would say take a video of it and send it to their corporate headquarters because they say that they don't do that. And the thing about paid parking, which most drivers either don't understand or don't want to hear, don't want to understand it, is you don't have a right to park at a Petra or a TA. All right, They provide that as a service to you you know, either free or paid, and you can take advantage of it or not, but you don't have a right to free paid parking because you need a place to park. But Mark, but Mark, I'm out of hours. I need to park there. I have to, I have to park. That isn't their problem. All right, let's just be honest with it. That isn't their issue. That's your issue. It's a you thing, not a them thing. What they say is that their spots get used quite often, which is true. You see these spots filled every night. Which really means, as much as people don't like it, they should raise their prices on it. The perfect example of this in the United States are concert tickets. So go see your favorite concert of, you know, whatever. And you go to Ticketmaster and the ticket's, you know, 70 bucks. And they sell out in like four minutes. And immediately those tickets are on the resale market for two or three hundred dollars, four hundred dollars, whatever. That is the perfect proof that the ticket should have been four hundred dollars to start with. Because the tickets sell out at three or four hundred dollars, so they were underpriced. That's why they sell out in four minutes. When you have a product that sells out, that sells out every night, the price is too low of that product. You need to increase the price until it stops selling out. Okay, and that's just a simple fact. Well, Mark, parking could be forty dollars. I don't know what to say. Again, you do not have a right to park. What I've always recommended to people that have difficulty finding parking every night is to change what you are doing. Okay, go get a job where you do not have to find parking. Either become a local driver where you can park at the terminal, get a dedicated route where you're back to your terminal or at a a certain place, or get on a job or account or however you figure it out where there's parking. I know plenty of people over the road that have, you know, it figured out that where the places that they go 
have parking. Because a lot of shippers receivers do have parking. There are many that don't, but some do. And so I know people that are on runs. You know, they go, well, Mark, I don't need to find parking because here, where I deliver here, they let me park there all night. Exactly. And you don't have to rustle for that spot because you're the truck delivering there. So there isn't this big problem like there is at the truck stops. And that is how you solve that problem. But it's a problem for you to solve. Okay, that's what I think. That is a problem for you to solve. Really, your company could solve that by paying for parking. I think that should happen also. I personally think that the owner of the equipment pays for parking the equipment, pays for really all the expenses of the equipment, which may include paid parking. There are companies that pay it, no problem. There are companies that will reimburse some of it, some reimburse none of it. You know, part of it is for you to figure out. We can't just continue to go and say, well, because I need the parking, Petro needs to provide it to me at no cost. No. If they went to 100% paid parking and charged $35 a spot, I'm okay with that because they're a private organization and they can charge whatever they want for their parking. You don't have a right to park there. Well, I would just not park there. That is the solution, isn't it? If no one parked there, no one gave them the money for the parking, they would stop charging for parking. But because there's such a need for it, there is such a huge need for it, they're able to charge for it. And if you're a company driver and you're paying for parking regularly, you know, you should really ask the company why they aren't paying for an expense of their own truck. <clears throat> okay. They should be paying that thing. And if they say, well, we don't pay it. Well, there are a lot of jobs out there. There really are a lot of jobs. Let me ask you, which I just saw an ad today for this, for ABF, which I'm surprised seeing an ad for them. Do you think their drivers have problem finding parking? Huh. Why not? Why not? Oh, because they're going home every day? Or the or ones that don't go where? Terminal. Right, where they have parking. Solve it that way. There are plenty of companies, and I see it in their ads now, putting this in their ads. Terminal to terminal or parking, wherever you go, we have parking for you. That kind of I see it in the ads. Solve your problem that way, but do not drive around, you know, according to why the drivers average about fifty seven minutes a night trying to find parking every single night. I find that hard to believe. But I guess that's possible. Don't waste all your time trying to find parking when you're not being paid. All right, get a place that either pays for it, including reserving it, or go somewhere where you don't have to find parking. But don't mess around, you know, oh, well, they have to provide me parking. They don't have to provide you with anything. Parking, or they don't have to let you on their property. So I never want to demand that some private company provides parking for you because, you know, you're incapable of going and doing whatever needs to be done. Find a different place or demand that your company pay for it, but don't demand the petrol provide parking to you. You know, just let's not do that. I know there's parking $20, $30 places. I see people send me receipts, that kind of thing. Mark, look what I paid. Oh, okay. I don't know what to say. I mean, I would not pay to park a company truck. I wouldn't. That would be a question I'd ask. Do you pay parking? You know, and if they don't have, and well, then I'd say, you know, do the places I go at parking. If not, you know, we're going to have a problem. We would have a problem because that's not a bill I'm willing to pay. You know, $100 a week, you could pay more than $100 a week to park somebody else's truck. You know, I'm an employee. Those costs should be paid. Those costs should be paid by the employer. That's how I think about it. Now, let's get to another big issue in trucking out this week. Speed limiters. Okay, so the government, right now, they have an open comment period on speed limiters. 
Should it be 60, 65, or 68? Those are the three choices they want you to choose between. It's not like multiple choice, but they want your comment about it. Of course, there shouldn't be any speed limiters, but also roads should have just a set speed. I would say the only way to have a speed limiter is to limit all vehicles to the same speed on a road. Really, the technology now allows for speed limiters to vary the speed. They already have this in some trucks, and you could do this easily at geofencing each state so that as you crossed into a new state, they could up the maximum speed of the truck. That's certainly possible to do now. I'm not a big fan of it. I don't think it should happen. If it's so unsafe to go more than 68 miles an hour, then let's limit all the cars to 68 miles an hour. All new cars sold. I know someplace like Volvo, I think it's Volvo, they're limiting, they put a big thing out that they're speed limiting their cars from the factory to 104 it's just slightly over 100. I'm like, wow, we were really taking a big stand there. You know, I rarely see people cruising. How often do you cruise at, say, over 104 miles an hour where you set the cruise control in your car? Probably not that regularly. Even where it's an 80, I don't think I would cruise, you know, at over 100 in my car. I just wouldn't do it. So that'd be approaching the maximum velocity of the Sonic anyways. Uh, so be <laughs> you don't want to cruise with 90% of the of the car but uh, they've taken a bold step to limit it at like just over 100 miles an hour what do you think about limiting uh trucks most of them are already limited <laughs> i'm 65 so this would affect me like in no way it's not going to be 60 they put that out there i think they just threw that out there to scare people really it is not going to be 60 that's not going to happen because really all the states are more than 60 in most places although we do go down somewhere I could see 68, I think it'd be what they might settle on, because then, then we could still, people will still be able to pass, because look, the comp where I work, there's no way they would go to 68, even if the speed limit went, right now they could set it at 68 and don't, so that just wouldn't happen, and to go to 60, I don't know if there's anybody that speed limits their truck at 60 miles an hour now, some companies recommend you go that fast, but their trucks actually go faster. I don't think anybody is speed limited. The lowest I was ever limited at was 61. And that was at Regal Transportation. So 1989. Let me tell you, that was slow as crap. So, but especially being on percentage, you're just slow going with a flatbed. Everybody passing him. Nothing I could do about it. 68, I think, is where it might be. They're really set on, you know, putting a speed limiter on trucks. <gasps> At the moment, it will only be uh, trucks that can be speed limited. So trucks that have the electronics in it. Older trucks will be exempt from this, just like they are from the ELD mandate. Those days are going to go by the wayside, though. Here we have trucks that are really old running on the road. And maybe time to retire these trucks. Well, Mark, I just did uh, repainted it and put a big Daffy Duck on it or whatever. Look, how long are you going to run this truck at four miles to the gallon? Especially now. Gas here, 459. Diesel, just auto diesels, five something here. Um, I've seen 570 at the pilot in Indiana, which is crazy for trucks. I know in the Northeast, I just got a report out there that, you know, on their app where they're getting a discount from their company, their price is 617 for diesel. So it's getting pretty high out there. I cannot imagine going 
in a truck 75, 80 miles an hour, unless you're getting $6 a mile, because there's been a bunch of talk about rates here that so many people went and bought a truck that rates are coming down. There's so much capacity for spot market and that kind of stuff. Now, there's still good rates out there. People are still making money. But we may have hit the uh, top of that basket and headed back down the other side of it at the moment. We'll see where that goes. Are you ready to be speed limited if your truck goes faster than that? Well, what would you do about that? If you have an older truck that uh, wouldn't comply, I guess you're okay with that. Maybe glider kits wouldn't have to comply with it. I don't know. But most trucks, most, uh, the vast majority, 90% probably of trucks on the road or more would have to be speed limited. So you'll just be stuck with the rest of us. And that'll be something to be stuck behind a Landstar truck who just can't get going. Although that happens all the time. Anyways, I see Landstar trucks out there going 60. And I thought, man, are there rates that low over there? Are they just getting jacked by that huge amount that uh, Landstar takes from them? I don't know. Either way, we could see these kind of speed limiters sooner rather than later in the United States for all commercial. And that's what they I would they said too. Should it just be semis or not? No, I say no. Nay, nay. All commercial vehicles. All. So any vehicle that's a commercial vehicle. Let's do it that way. You want to get the public on your side? Okay, do that. <laughs> By including all commercial trucks, that's all these vans with ladders on them, uh, window people, what I see a plumbing truck yesterday, a pickup truck, any truck or any vehicle, okay, vehicle, I don't care what kind of vehicle it is, used for commercial purposes would be speed limited. That's how I would do it, and that's how you get this changed. Because you think, um, you know, Goober Gray there, who's running the plumbing company is, I don't know, if the, Goober Gray, I wonder if he's related to Jennifer Gray, I don't know, brother. You think they're going to want to limit their vehicle? No. Okay, so that's going to be a cost to all them. So if you want to get it done, don't do not do it like this. Say, yeah, absolutely, right? All commercial vehicles, so not just trucks. It's d dangerous for commercial vehicles to go more than 68 miles an hour. That's how you get it. Now we get the plumbers against it. Now we got the electricians and roofers and everybody else. So that's how you do it, which I do think, to be honest with you, can we be, can we talk here? Can we talk? Anybody who gets that, email me. Okay. Uh, I've seen some of these vans and pickup trucks. They'll have, I don't know, a dozen ladders stacked up there and like two bungee cords holding them down. So maybe they should be limited in speed before those things fall off. But that's the story with speed limiters, right? Make it all commercial vehicles and the thing will not pass. So this company in Texas, J-Per Logistics, J-A-Y-P-U-R, has been ordered out of service to cease all operations immediately. Why? Well, uh, during inspection, they could only identify a fraction of the drivers and vehicles operating even under their own authority. And they didn't even know if the drivers hauled hazmat or not. They uh, failed to ensure that the drivers were even eligible to drive, allowing six drivers to drive who were prohibited from driving uh, due to the clearinghouse problems. Some of their drivers have also been cited for DUI, and three times they've been uh, cited for on-duty possession of drugs or alcohol. They did not have a program to detect and deter the use of controlled substances. Did not have an effect, right, drug testing. They did not have an effective program to ensure drivers were even qualified or licensed. And they didn't have a program to control the driver's hours of service or a program to ensure the vehicles were appropriately inspected and repaired. Basically, what has happened is this place, like so many, 
pop up, which they in New York they used to be called gypsy cabs, although you probably can't say that because birthing people might be upset. Ugh, barf, ola. Okay, so either way, this would be like what would be considered a gypsy company to me, and you can write me all the mad letters you want, all you gypsies out there, with your single earring and tambourines on your hands. <laughs> okay. I don't know how far I can go with this. I'll get all the gypsies mad at me. Look, what has happened is the place has gone out and got an authority. It's just easy to do, relatively, right, with just a little bit of money and a little time. Now you have authority, and you just lease trucks on. You don't do anything. You don't buy trucks. You just lease people on under your authority. And probably for a percentage, whatever, I don't know. It didn't say what it was. And you, but this place didn't do anything. Just leased trucks on. They didn't. They don't know if you have a license. They don't know anything about you. Nothing. You can't do that. And so they've finally been ordered out of service. Imagine, though, here's the thing. How many places are like this out there? How many dinkhole tiny places are doing this? This reduces rates for everybody. Company drivers, too, because everybody's got to compete with them. So if we can't get the rates higher, company drivers can only get raises that are up to a certain point as well. Besides owner-operators who are trying to fight with rates, owner-operators doing it right, doing the right thing, and then they have to go out and fight with goofballs like this that just don't care at all. They don't care because, look, by not doing these things, it saves them a ton of money. If you don't have to have any of these things in place, then you just say, yeah, here's go stick this number on your truck and go haul some freight around. You know, that's the thing. That's the thing. We have to put these places out of business like this one. And boy, they sent them a letter. What, do you think it's going to stop them? Maybe. But guess what? Tomorrow... Jper2 Logistics LLC will open, okay, and this place will close. That's all that happens. There's no really oversight, and it'll take a long time to figure it out again before we can get them back off the streets. That's the real problem. There's no bite to this. There's no bite. They send an angry letter. You just open up as a new company. I'm disappointed to see it. There's probably many, many thousands of places like this around the country. Maybe you're leased to one right now. By the way, but there's probably tons of places like this around the country and they should all be put out of business so that the people that are, you know, can compete on an even playing field. So while looking around at the uh, automotive news, I spotted this in the what could go wrong with this department. Um, <laughs> Hertz is now going to rent a GT500H Mustang with 900 horsepower. Yes. 900 horsepower now what could possibly go wrong with that somebody comes in and rents a 900 horsepower car from hertz uh, other than hertz turning them into the police which they've been known to do now in case you're a day late on your car how many of these do you think are going to last before they are wrecked wrecked who rents out a 900 horsepower car to just any you know yahoo that walks in the door now, they said, oh, you'll have to have 20, be 25 and have a good driving record. That doesn't prove anything. Remember John Gacy? He didn't have a record either. So just because there's nothing on your record doesn't mean you're any kind of decent driver. To just go rent a 900-horsepower car, what are you going to drive in there with your four-cylinder Camry that you use your family? We have a Camry, and Brandon and Brexton we take to soccer practice. And now I'm going to go rent a 900-horsepower car because I'm not a man anymore. Exactly. I mean, come on. Come on, Brexton. That's pretty funny. Uh, 900 horsepower rental car. Plus, would you buy this car? Say it survives somehow and um, it goes on the market as a car because Hertz sells their cars. 
Would you buy that car from people? Basically, its whole life has been spent doing full throttle acceleration tests, right? Everybody that rents it, you know that's what's going to happen to it. You know everybody's going to do that. They're going to have to monitor this car six ways to Sunday. So most of them will be wrecked, I think. And the few that survive, I don't think they'd be great purchases on the used car market. Now, Tesla's going to recall 130,000 vehicles because of the touchscreen. And I always wondered about this, not just in Tesla's, though. They're the ones that are doing the recall. There are a lot of car makers now, for some reason, that use the radio touchscreen, and they have it on top of the dash, basically. It looks like an add-on, like a tablet up there. So it's sitting in full sun. They started this on the Escapes in 2020. Many other cars also, I know because I watch those more. My 19 is still integrated, but they redid the car in 2020, and it's above where the sun just beats down on it like crazy all day. And in Tesla's, they're recalling these cars. Why? Because the touchscreen goes out. Here's what happens. The difference, though, in a Tesla, <clears throat> in their touchscreen, safety controls are in the touchscreen, things that are required to work, like the defroster and the speedometer okay that's all in the screen in many teslas you don't get a display in front of you, you have the screen model 3 screen so to turn on everything you have to use that screen to turn the defrost on its screen the rear view camera of course the screen but the speedometer in the screen so if the screen doesn't work you can't access those functions apparently the car still drives but you cannot access those functions so so that's a safety problem and they have to recall the cars and i wonder how many other people have these problems i do hear other reports sporadically from cars where if it set, sits outside for a long period of time then you go to drive it that screen won't come on necessarily for at least a few minutes until the car cools off a little bit and i just think it's a bad placement for them it's hard somewhat hard to read also in the sun it kind of gets blinded out although i do think you should tint your car to keep it a little cooler in there and easier to read all the screens but on some of them those screens not good and tesla has to recall them because some things like the speedometer are required to work so if the screen goes out no speedometer and they're required to recall those cars tesla doesn't like recalling cars but they're doing it anyway here because voluntarily because they're going to be forced into a recall if they don't do it you know folks there are a lot of places we should be living. One of them is Mars, but we can't get there because there's too many dumb people on this planet that are morons that waste their time doing stupid things instead of doing the right thing. And in today's news, uh, we go to an undisclosed location, and at least these people, presumably, we don't have to feed them cheese sandwiches, but their future does not look that bright, really. Um their future they don't have to wear shades for their future so we have another one of these tiktok challenges that you kids love so much and i sound like a ranting old man and to get off my lawn but you know what i don't know if there's any benefit to you know the instant one minute videos of tiktok that seem to have taken the planet by storm people can't concentrate on anything for any length of time you know it the, the dumb things that are on there which garner the most attention uh, seem to gra um, not gratify right but to make more glorious things that are stupid and um, make actual good things uh, seem dumb so here we have teenagers in another challenge okay where they take the beloved condom which apparently their parents should have used and snorted up their nose they unwrap it 
unfortunately, and uh, retrieve it out their mouth, uh, orally, uh, we shall put into this article. Um, really? I just have to know, what's the point of this, and why are we filming this? You know, not everything has to be filmed and immortalized uh, in one-minute segments. I, I just don't get it. I, I, am I just that old? Once you get in your extreme upper 30s, are you so old that you can't understand this? Mark, you're just old. You don't understand kids today. Okay. Well, when I was your age, I had four jobs. Okay. That's certainly not true. But I'll tell you this. this they had condoms then, and uh, none of us were snorting them. Okay. And this, it turns out, this is across the board. It's uh, boys and girls, even though I'm not a biologist. That's who I'm going to assume it is. Maybe perhaps wrongly. Perhaps wrongly, and I'll certainly be corrected by a Supreme Court justice if I am wrong, if she ever finds out. But uh, perhaps wrongly. Either way, look, I jest in that, but I don't jest in this, in that it's just dumb. It's so dumb. The stuff, the stuff people do. And this last couple of them happen to be kids, but they're just dumb. Dumb. I don't get it. And are these people the ones that are going to build the ships that take us to Mars? I don't know. I kind of doubt it. I kind of doubt it. You know, uh, I just doubt it. I just can't. I just can't. I don't understand it. Do you get it? I don't get it. I want to give them a dry cheese sandwich. At least that's something worthy to be in their mouth. Uh, rather than what apparently they're putting in there. So, that's the story today of why we're not on Mars. Because there's no people left that are going to get us there. We're just not going to be able to get there. With people snorting condoms. I guess it's better than a Tide Pod. I suppose. Uh, I guess. Although not much better. Maybe the, maybe that would be a better choice for these people. I don't know. Either way, that's why I'm not on Mars today. I'm doing this podcast right here from uh, you know, headquarters Earth. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And uh, we will be back, of course, with more podcasts and uh, more of everything else. So send in your ideas and uh, we'll get to it. Thanks for listening to Trucking Answers.